Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the base is still loaded, and now A.J. Pollock comes up to the plate. Dodgers one, Brewers nothing. First in, Pollock hits it to deep center field. Way back there, and grand slam! He golfs the first pitch to deep right. Garcia's back at the wall. It's gone! The second grand slam of the day! Beatty's first of the season. It's 9-0. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily on this Monday. React to everything that we saw this weekend. Also taking a look at tonight. It's a shortened MLB card, about 10 games. Uh, one quick thought on what Silva mentioned at the end, that Trey Lance has some value, and that's a guy that we were looking at in nickel or dime, actually. Uh, of the rookies to be the offensive rookie of the year. And I think if you want to look at value, that you probably have to take a look at the running backs and the situations and kind of feel things out, follow the news over the summer to see which uh, running back is most likely to get the earliest opportunity. But that could be wasted money, Horvat. I don't know what, I don't know what you think about this, but when you when you have a year – with a guy like Trevor Lawrence and some people, Justin Fields, we'll find out which quarterback's the second best. The Jets are doing a really solid job of putting Zach Wilson and their new coaching staff in a position to succeed by building around them with those high uh, picks on offense. We might be wasting money if we're not going to quarterback. One of these five quarterbacks is going to stand out this season. Okay, because I was looking at Kyle Pitts just because in that offense, man, especially because what has been Atlanta's problem in the red zone or or what has been their problem scoring points is they can't score in the red zone. Julio Jones gets double teamed as good of a receiver as he is. Like if you're a fantasy football player, you know that he never gets in the end zone. It's very, very frustrating. Think Mm -hmm. of how many targets he's going to get. Let's say he comes away his rookie year with 13 or 14 touchdown receptions. 75 grabs for 950 yards or a thousand yard receiving season. And again, it's like, so if Trevor Lawrence, if Jacksonville wins four or five games, but he puts together like Baker Mayfield type rookie numbers where Mayfield uh, broke the touchdown passing record, which I think has been broken since. Do you think that that's good enough? You know what I mean? Like if he's on a bad team, but puts together good numbers, is that good enough for rookie of the year? Like where if fields like takes over for Chicago, and and they win 10 games and he puts together decent enough numbers. He's going to be the rookie of the year, right? For being exactly. a rookie, getting his team to the playoffs. Yes, exactly. 
So what if Atlanta's actually good? What if they get some stops on the defensive side of the ball? What if this is finally the year that they actually stay healthy? Julio and Matt Ryan, they develop a running game and they win 11 games and Pitts catches 13 to 14 touchdowns. Then you, think they're, you think they're ready to win 11 games? No, no. I'm just thinking best case, um, I want to play that ticket just because of the better odds, you know? Okay, the- so it, it's a longer conversation. We'll get to the MLB card too here. Yeah. But 2018, Saquon wins, right? Yeah. Uh, which quarterback impressed in his rookie season that year. You had Baker go one, Darnold three, Josh Allen seven, Josh Rosen a complete bust at 10. Lamar Jackson was the last pick of the first round. And what Obviously, we know he didn't play most of the year, and then what he did the following season was it. Um, Josh Allen did not look great early on. I mean, oh. Darnold, that was a mess every yeah. year with the Jets. Uh, Baker had all those interceptions. I'm, it's just – if you – Part of the Pitts storyline or the storyline on any other offensive rookie of the year is all five quarterbacks that went in the first round, if they play, they have to be mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That That is bigger than what Pitts does. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Especially with Trevor Lawrence, because all eyeballs are going to be on Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Especially with Urban Meyer. Imagine if Tim Tebow makes the team. You know what I mean? Like they're everybody's gonna be watching the Jags, it, whether it's a disaster or it works out. We're all I'm jacked to watch how that that plays out, man. With Urban Meyer, I give it two years before he misses his family and retires for family time. <laughs> Major League Baseball. So it was funny. Just, uh, just we've talked about Trevor Rogers so much on the show. Uh, five days ago, after the Marlins won, I believe that it was plus two hundred or Rogers was plus two hundred to get a win. Everybody on the show won that day, and Eli was tweeting out. Guys, it's going to be the last time um, you're going to get Trevor Rogers at plus 150. I'm like, eh, his next start, he was plus 150. The problem was he lost. Uh, somebody needed to tell me that you don't bet on the Marlins when uh, Scherzer is about to have a baby. His wife was going into labor yesterday. He throws a complete game, goes from the game to the hospital. Terrific performance from Scherzer. Wasn't coming off a, a great one in his last outing. I, I watched the last uh, few innings of that Cubs-Reds game with my son because uh, his coach gave him a homework assignment to at least watch a few innings and come back and let's talk about what we learned uh, it, at today's game. And uh, that, he actually held his interest because usually he's bored out of his mind watching baseball on television but that was uh, – we happened to pick the 10-homer game, the most we've seen in a season all year. Yeah. I mean, that was – I mean, if you're a Cub fan, like, I texted my brother yesterday, and I said, like, what's the point, though? Like, honestly, even – they're going to score 10 runs. The bullpen is brutal. The bullpen is brutal, man. And, and yeah. yes, you can't blame Craig Kimbrell, obviously, put in that situation in extra innings. But you guys did pick, pick a good mm-hmm. game. Oh, but especially if you're watching the Cubs defensively, I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Uh, Ian Happ and Nico Horner, yep. I believe, collided. That was awesome. I would definitely tell your son, like, especially in Little League, like, everything you see here, do the opposite. It's like a how not to. What were those um, growing that up? Was, that was the first thing we talked about. The, the number one thing on his mind that he's going to say is how important it is to call off your teammate because of that collision. And, and don't those two guys like live together, Nico Horner and Ian Happ? They're like best friends, and nobody calls that out. Who, who was it? Um, remember the uh, the baseball videos, the instructional videos when we were growing up. Do you remember those? Tom, um, all day. Tom, uh, the one with Fred McGriff in the commercial. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember oh, whose videos it? were. Yeah, remember, it was like buy now for nineteen ninety nine. Those were tremendous. I feel like they should have like the entire Chicago Cubs season. 
on one of those instructional videos of how not to, especially defensively. Tom Amansky. How could I forget about Tom Amansky? Oh. Brethren, my guy, Polish. Not Billy Mays. What do you guys they, they have no idea? These young, <laughs> these young producers have no idea. Tom Amansky, Fred McGriff, you know, he's he's got he's got the hat sitting yeah. way atop his head. Yeah. Uh, they would just run all day, run all day. I don't know if anybody actually purchased those videos, by the way. I'm sure some people did. It's all on YouTube now. Yeah, I love those commercials, though, man. I, it, I'd be watching Stump the Schwab at, like, noon with a fake stomach ache playing home from school, and they would just pop on and on and on. But, yeah, man, that, that was an exciting game, but the Cubs are a damn mess. Yeah, uh, got to bring it up. Dodgers crushed the Brewers, but every time I was making a case – for the Dodgers, you're like, no, no. Brewers take three of four. Three of four. But that Dodgers offense exploded yesterday. Was, uh, Pollock, <laughs> what do you have, seven RBI? Yeah, man, I felt bad for ba- Beatty had seven RBI? Yeah. What a tough ass. So the Brewers, the Brewers have this kid make his Major League Baseball debut against that Dodgers lineup. But, you know, the more I thought about it, kind of a solid way to start your career because like every other day now every day uh that you check into work that you punch in it's only mm-hmm. going to get easier after facing that lineup but the brewers look good right now man especially on the road they're seven and one in their last eight road games and they continue to do it without christian yelich without lorenzo kane they're doing it with guys like billy mckinney i'm kind of buying into the brewers a little bit uh pitching you can win games with pitching here yeah. okay uh later on we're going to go over all the props so uh right here just look at some sides if we don't get them all in, we'll hit them later on in the show. What is your favorite MLB side or total today? You know, man, I think I'm going to fade the Brewers as, as crazy as that sounds. So they're 7-1 and one in their last eight road games. The Phillies are small favorites, minus 112 here. I feel like, you know, looking at this last night, I said, I think the wrong team's favored here. But the more I think about it, so Adrian Hauser is going to be on the mound for the Brewers. He's 2-2 two and two this yep. year, 365 ERA. Um, but, like, I go back. So he's been pretty impressive, but he's been coming back down to earth a little bit. Look what he did last year. 11 starts, one and six, ERA nearly at six. I just feel like this is kind of, this is where the Brewers, they've been playing well. It was an impressive series against the Dodgers, despite the loss yesterday where they threw that kid out there and he just got crushed. They're seven and one in their last eight, but I feel like this is a good get right situation for the Phillies. Not that I really trust Vince Velasquez, who I believe is getting the start. He hasn't been great. I think the Phillies bats will come alive, and I think they'll get to Adrian Hauser early in this one. So I kind of like the Phillies, and I'm going to fade the Brewers. Phillies, okay. Yeah, uh, they're a short favorite right now, correct? Yeah, minus one. Minus 12. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion on that one. Uh, Velasquez giving up a good amount of home runs this season. So uh, not – but you've talked about all the issues with the Milwaukee offense. Not a spot that really jumped out to me you don't want to lay 200 two dollars so maybe trying to figure out how to bet this but uh i would not want to back the cubs right now i would not want to back kyle hendricks going up against walker bueller even though it's at wrigley i mean hendrick's start has been rough man he is 13th in major league baseball home run to fly ball rate in a bad way and in recent starts against the dodgers we're talking about a strikeout rate of only 11% and is a 9.74 FIP in his last 61 plate appearances against the Dodgers. I'd figure out a way to back LA. 
I, you know, I was going to ask you about the total in this game, which opened up at eight. Now it's at eight and a half. I just, do you expect Kyle Hendricks to kind of figure it out? Because with Hendricks, I mean, he's just been so consistent every single year. Obviously he doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball hundred miles per hour. So he's not going to, you know, dominate you with his fastball. So when he's off with, with his location, you know, which has been the case these last couple starts, he's been serving right. up batting practice. It's been, what, what, do you th- what do you think about the Dodgers team total of five? I kind of lean the under, I, I expect do you. Hendricks- figure it out here soon or are you just completely out on him right now like is there anything coming out like is he injured is something like not I know that he was sick a couple weeks ago they didn't know if it was COVID or not so he missed a couple starts I just I expect him to get right just because historically he's been so great but right now he's a mess so if anything I was yeah. looking at the under but I, I don't I, I don't think I'd hate the Dodgers team total because he's been getting crushed five's a lot especially this year for the most part lower scoring games but um yeah, the sentiment that Hendricks will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'd agree with that. Not against the Dodgers. <laughs> that's yeah. not the game I'd pick for him to get right. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's where I would look. What about what about this Cardinals-Mets game? Do you have anything here? Adam Wainwright has actually been pretty impressive this year, and he's done well against the, the Mets of late. Uh, we've got a couple hitters in that Cardinals lineup. Uh, Goldschmidt, Arenado had some success against the lefty Lucchesi. Yeah, probably a no play, a stay away for me, just because both teams have just been so inconsistent. With the Mets, you just never know what you're going to get, man. I mean, they can, they just, they can't score runs, or they score a bunch of runs uh, like they did yesterday, which was a nice win for them. But, yeah, probably a stay away in this situation for me. I just can't trust the Mets right now. Like, even if the ground's on the mound, I'll play some strikeout. No, play. I would bet the Cardinals. I'd bet the Cardinals here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd probably be the Cardinals or nothing for me in this spot. No play for me in this one, though. I like this Giants team going up against Marquez. What do you think, man? I, sometimes I look at the numbers. I'm like, okay, why does the market disrespect San Francisco still so much? Um, in their history, they have four hitters in this lineup that has at least a 967 OPS against Marquez. He struggled of late against them. Like I like a lot. Like they're hitting if it OPS of three nine thirteen against uh Marquez. So why is San Francisco the slight dog here? Does that make sense to you with Sanchez on the mound? No, because missing and Marquez has been bad and Sanchez has been good. I mean, his ERA is two twenty-two. I get he's only one and one. Now he does have a lot his one loss this season did come to Colorado. So maybe that's the reason you're you're getting that number. But again, I think it's a nice bounce back spot. I like the Giants tonight as well. I don't get it. Uh, anything else that stands out? You know, I'm kind of – I'm leaning – I was trying to target the Rays in this matchup against the Angels with Glass now on the mound. Maybe I was looking at the under. It's just you never really know what you're going to get from Otani. I don't like fading Otani, though, because I have so much invested in that MVP future with him that I'm kind of rooting for him to have some success on the mound. Maybe the under in that game. I'm sure that we will hit that game in K-Props. When we do the prop segment coming up in a little bit at the top of the hour – Glass now against Otani. That is going to be fun tonight. Glass now's K rate right now. Yeah, we'll hit on that a little bit later because I, I think that's something I'm going to look to target. Maybe the under, maybe a strikeout prop in that one. But I like that pitching matchup. I'm looking forward to that one tonight. Okay, of the ones you mentioned, which one's your favorite side, Philly? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade the I'm gonna fade the Brewers. I'm gonna go with Philly. They've been playing way too way too good of a product of baseball without their big bats in the lineup. Okay, I would look at San Francisco. We'll see which one. Uh, both or if either of them end up as a lightning bet later on in the show. Pro better Jason Weingarten 
specializes in futures. He will drop by next on NFL and Major League Baseball on the BetQL Audio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Three, one. Poke to center field. The Reds win. Well, once again, Nick Castellanos being a leader on the field, getting the job done. Ice in his veins, lets the game come to him, and has been clutch this entire year for this team. What a ball game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Orvi, do we miss out on a Nick Castellanos revenge game? That's every time uh, he plays against the Cubs, I guess. Second player in Major League Baseball history to have five hits, two homers, and a walk-off game-winning RBI. That's what Nick Castellanos did against Cubs pitching yesterday. Beck UL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat with you another hour. The show airs weekdays 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. You can find us on the free Odyssey app. That's how you can watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast. Also run a live video stream uh, weekdays on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. So subscribe over there. And we are airing live on 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment, and The Bet 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Taking a look at the MLB card. Uh, we went over sides and totals earlier, Horvat. Actually, you know what? We, we teased it. So mention what you noticed about the futures. First off, what motivated you to take a look at Brewers World Series? Because every time I bring up betting the Brewers, you're telling me how they can't do anything on offense. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now the number's shorter. You're like, yeah, I like the Brewers. <laughs> just curiosity. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I okay. just, yeah. I mean, they took just because they took three, uh, just going into Sunday uh, against the Dodgers because right. uh, they've taken three. They're not fully healthy. And now Corbin Burns is going to miss a couple starts, it looks like. Uh, he's dealing with, what I'm guessing is COVID. I don't think they've came out yet officially and said COVID, but it's whenever you hear Craig Council or any manager say, I can't talk about it, I guess that's kind of what we think. Um, but man, with that pitching staff, even with Adrian Hauser, has been pretty yeah. solid. Uh, so I just wanted to take a look and just shopping around. I saw an 18 to one, which I thought was just absolutely criminal. Points about right 22 to one plus 2200 uh, still for the Brewers. And again, man, I, I'm not playing that. I think eventually it's like, it's going to come down to the Dodgers. It's going to come down to the Padres. Um, but I just wanted to take a look at that number. So just shot. I, I don't hate playing that at all. I don't hate playing the Brewers. I just don't like the number. Uh, the timing of the market is poor because you're doing it when the Dodgers are playing probably their worst baseball of the season. I don't think that's crazy. I know it's just we're wrapping up the first or now at geez, I, I said earlier is the end of April. It's May. I've got to get that stuck in my head. We're now on May 3rd already. That happened over the weekend during the Kentucky Derby. Got to remember that. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we're, we're a month into the season. I just, after winning three or four from the Dodgers, like you mentioned, they're not completely healthy. The timing probably isn't the best to jump on the Brewers 
when uh, the market is kind of looking at the Dodgers saying, okay, they can be beaten. Yeah. Probably when uh, a better time would be to jump in would be when the Brewers are not on fire and when the Dodgers are winning. Yeah, that, and exactly, man. Like the last future that actually worked out for me, the last big one that I played, I think you and Eli were on the same one as I was looking at the Nationals a couple of years back when they won the World Series. Oh, yeah. and the first half of the season, they were a disaster, but you were just waiting for them to get healthy and you knew that their rotation was going to be good enough and their offense was going to be good enough. We didn't know Juan Soto was going to become the best player in all of baseball, but still like they had the third worst, I believe, record in the National League or in their division. I don't remember what it exactly was, but that's usually what I'm looking for. So I agree. Like when the Brewers are playing their best baseball and the Dodgers are struggling, that's not the time to buy in on the Brewers, but curiosity okay. to me. Okay. Great point. Something I was thinking about today, Atlanta, the numbers finally dropping. Mm-hmm. Remember after a couple of weeks, we are all expecting them to turn it around. They haven't done so. It was 10 at the start of the season. We're now down to 15, I think at most shops. Should we we consider jumping in on the Braves? I think so. Yeah, I, I do. Um, now would be the right time because I do expect them to catch fire, and then you're going to miss it. I wish I don't. I think this will be the last year that I play any favorites. Like if I'm going to play a long shot World Series, like if I wanted to play the Brewers before the season began, before opening day, I'll probably continue to do that. I don't think I'll ever bet a top three, top four team in Major League Baseball as far as like top of the board ever again. You, you want to take a shot with the Dodgers, that's fine. But I was all in on the Yankees, and now I'm looking like I could get better prices on the Yankees right now. So if anything, yep. you want these teams to struggle out of the gate and then buy in. Instead, I went all in on the Yankees, and now I'm looking at teams like the Braves, you know, even like the Mets. Like, are the Mets going to figure it out, trying to get the best prices? But I think I'm done betting favorites ever again in Major League Baseball, man. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't. Do, I definitely don't do that before the season starts. There are ebbs and flows to a season. There are, are market opportunities. When a team is down, that's when you buy. You don't want to jump in right now. And that's kind of what I was saying there with the Brewers. Why, right. would you bet, why would you bet them when their number is the shortest of the entire season? It just yeah, man. doesn't. With so much baseball, so many months left, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it is notable that the Braves number is finally starting to drop. Now, there's a team that if they turn it around, you might not get that number again. You might What's not. right now? Uh, 15. I could, I could see. 15? I, like I saw it. 12. I, I saw 12. I saw 15 out there. I just checked a couple books quickly. I mean, dude, that offense. I mean, they have the, in my opinion, Okuna is the best player in all of baseball. He's just so exciting to watch right now. I mean, I, I, that, that'll change every single week who the best player in all of baseball is. But, I mean, every other at-bat, he's going deep. And I also, with the Braves, like, I expect them to get right. And then when they do get right, looking at their prospects, I think they're going to make a move at the deadline if need be. You know, and that's the other thing is I'm looking at some of these teams that have been struggling, but I do expect to figure it out. What are they going to do with the deadline? What names are going to be available? I know I bring up Chris Bryant all the time, but Chris Bryant right now is the second most valuable player in the entire National League. What he's doing is ridiculous, but I don't think the Cubs are going to want to commit to him. So just what names are going to be out there? Is Trevor Story going to be available? So I'm looking at some teams right now that are struggling, but that I expect to get right that also have enough to maybe make a move at the deadline, whether that be a bat, whether that be another arm or bullpen help. You might want to wait it out. You might want to. And and maybe you're right. Maybe Atlanta does catch fire. But their next five series are Washington, Philadelphia, Toronto, Milwaukee, and the New York Mets. Yeah. That's not easy. No. No, even Milwaukee. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, look what, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe wait. Maybe wait four weeks here. See what happens. Although then what what will happen, Joe, is they'll just catch fire. Just beat the heck out of all these teams. Play their best baseball. And then you'll miss out on the number. But 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I think you wait a couple weeks here and see what they do here in these next couple series. Yes. I uh, yeah, I agree with you. Who knows? They could end up struggling another month, but they just have too much talent. Not every team in that division is gonna be bad all year, right? You you would assume so. Just someone's so good. Man. I know. I know. So we're still jeez. Oh, we're still there. I was talking about it last week. The last place team is the only team in the division that has a positive run differential. Everyone else has minus 12 or worse. It's Correct. still there. That's crazy. And, and now, now Atlanta's lost four in a row. Yeah, after they look like they kind of like figured everything out. You know what I mean? Granted, yeah. against Chicago, that helps. Any team that's struggling that needs to figure something out, just play the Cubs, unless you're the Mets. All right, let's look at uh, – I assume you want to look at strikeout props, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I'm glad that looks like the number's out for Tyler Glass now. That was the first one. I mean, I've been trying to find that all morning. Right now, 7.5 plus 114 over on FanDuel. Thank you very much, Jake. Uh, I love that, especially if I'm getting plus money. I mean, what what, what am I missing here? Uh, Tyler Glass now has been ridiculous. The K rate, insane this year. Just struck out 10. Walked only two in seven innings against uh, Oakland. Look what he's done this season, man. Look at the ERA. 56 strikeouts, though, 37 and two-thirds innings of work. So the elite K rate, like, that's always been there for him, but he's cut down his walk rate and the home run rate so far this season. So I like Glass now at that number seven and a half. I think he strikes out at least eight, and I'm getting plus money on it. What am I missing here? 10, 10, 7, 14, 9, and 6. So he's uh, surpassed this number of seven and a half in four of his six starts. The reason uh, it's lower is because – um Angels don't strike out. They have, they, have, they have the second lowest K rate in Major League Baseball behind Houston. Houston's always at the very bottom. Angels is at 20.9%. Houston at 19.1, second lowest. That that's that's why the number's lower. That's why you get plus money going on over seven and a half. Yeah. It's not gonna sway you. Probably not. I think I'm going to look at that, and I may look at Otani here in a second as well. Now, short sample size against uh, the Angels, not that that really matters, but Glass now 150 ERA, 10 Ks. Only six innings of work, though, uh, against Los Angeles. His last start, too, 2019 against them. So um, let's see here. Angels batting 185 and 31 plate appearances off of the race, off of Tyler Glass now. Yeah, I love that still. Plus money. I get it. They don't strike out a lot. Love that lineup, but I'll take a shot there. And then I'm looking at Otani, too, uh, who's going to make the start against the Rays. Only one career start against Tampa. Went seven and two-thirds. Gave up just two runs in that one. Nine Ks, one walk. Do we have a number? I don't have a number yet. What do you think that's going to be? <laughs> How do you love it without a number? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking that it's going to be seven and a half. Wouldn't you? Maybe eight? Uh, let me... It might be higher because the the Rays strike out at a much higher rate. They're top ten most strikeouts in the game. Yeah, now the so it, it might be higher. And the concern with Otani, man, is he just doesn't pitch deep into games. Like rightfully so, he gets himself in trouble. But even when he doesn't go deep into games, like I'm looking at that start against uh, the Rangers, for example, where he only goes five innings and he still strikes out nine in five innings while giving up four runs. So even though he's probably only going to go five six innings tops. I still like the K's if you could get them around seven and a half, eight. But like you said, it's hard to love anything until I see a number. But I'm guessing that's where it's going to be. So I would play both of those. What do you think it's at? I think seven and a half is what we'll see. Okay, I think we'll see eight and a half. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts under or over on that? Jake Hassan, what do you think the number is going to be? Uh, 
It's your guy. I know. Seven, seven, I and nine. I don't know. Yeah. I like. I would say six and a half, probably. Is really? Yes. That low. Oh. If if it's that, I'm in a hundred percent. I don't care. Juice minus one. You get six and a half. I'm all over it. He he hasn't been pitching deep in games. Is my thing too. So they can't make it too high because he's barely getting to the fifth, sixth inning. Yeah. Is that a Madden thing, or is that just he gets into troubles second, third time through? I think it's he gets himself into trouble. Like he gave up four runs. Like I said, he struck out. He strikes out nine. But put it like put it this way too, man. A lot like of I'm, walks. A lot of walks. A lot of walks. Pitch count is so important with him, especially coming off that injury. And plus, how like it's it's so hard because we, we have never really seen this in Major League Baseball history. Like where Madden has to be careful with him because not only is he a starting pitcher who you need if you're gonna be in any contention in that division. But you also need him every other day in the outfield, and you need his bat as well. So that's why I feel like he doesn't go deep into these games. Pitch count, walks, and, you know, but the good thing is, is he strikes out a bunch of dudes, especially, or I mean, even when he only goes five, six innings. It's going to be fun to watch. Glass now, fifth highest K rate, Major League Baseball. Otani, ninth highest K rate at 37.1%. So that's going to be fun. Uh, I wonder, this one was brought up on the uh, YouTube chat. Like what? Odyssey Sports YouTube stream. Um, I, I'm reacting to the number. I had to double check it. I'm like, wait, it's really that low? Dane Dunning with his 25% K rate at Minnesota, the K prop is three and a half. For Dunning? Yes. 20 yes. strikeouts over 22 and two-thirds of work this season, only five walks. Really? Yep. Three and a half, and it's not even juice much. Okay, his last three starts, ERA up, 593, but three walks, 13 strikeouts, 13 innings. Last couple last couple outings have been poor, so he didn't go deep into games. But even the last game, he went five innings. He had six strikeouts against the Angels. He's gone over this number of three and a half by at least one and a half in four of his five starts. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be scared off that. I think I like that one. I like Dunning more than Glass now. Yeah, well, I mean, I like the shorter numbers. Like, I was even – that's why this morning I woke up and I was looking at Hendricks' right there, four and a half, too. But you talked me out of that. I, I expect Kyle Hendricks to get right. But <laughs> those last couple starts, man, it's hard to back – it's hard to back him. And it's even hard to back the strikeout props. Like, has he made it out of the third inning? I The other day yeah. I sat down to watch Cubs baseball. I kind of, like, planned my whole day around it, but I had to go to the – Really? Doctor. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Don't I don't know why I do this to myself, man. But I sit down, and it's already seven nothing as I turn the television on. And, and you like you expect that when it's Zach Davies on the mound, or you expect that when it's some other bum on the mound. But Kyle Hendricks has been awful. So four and a half strikeouts was something I was going to look at. But you already, I'm scared off of that. But Dunning, right. love that. I got another one. It's a shorter number two, and I really like it. Wainwright. Four and a half. Four and a half against the Mets. Here's his strikeouts in his last four starts. Eight, 10, seven, and six. 26.4% K rate. I know that's much higher than he's had throughout his career, but how do you not just keep rolling with Wainwright right now? Well, and especially against this Mets lineup right now. Love that as well. <laughs> how many How many we got so far? Anything else? You got a minute left. Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing else, man. I was really, I'm waiting for that Otani number to come out. Uh, I'll probably play that up to eight, but I think you just talked me into that Wainwright and the Dunning. I think those are actually my two favorite plays now. Um, those, are, those short sure. numbers right there. Love those. 
Hauser doesn't get any K's, right? Grumble yeah, I'm staying away from Hauser, man. He looked rough in his. I, I'm staying away from Hauser. Matt's five and a half. Is that enticing? Something I would look at. I got to look at the okay. All right. Uh, we've got lightning bets coming up in about, what, 20, 25 minutes from right now. But coming up next, we're out to Vegas and check in with Chuck Esposito from Station Casinos. See how the book did over the weekend and how they're adjusting those NFL futures. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.